This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Guys, if you want an easy tool to use to book your meetings back to back, to batch your calls, to make sure people actually show up when they schedule, you want to use Acuity Scheduling. It's what I use for my podcast interviews at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. I'll tell you more about how I use it later on in the episode. As you guys are jumping on that airplane or hopping in that car to drive around for the holidays, listen to the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast and tell your friends about it. Tomorrow morning, we have Max Altucher. He runs Sales Hacker. They passed 2.5 million bucks in 2015 revenue, helping sales reps get smarter. Nathan Latke here. What's up, guys? Our guest this morning is Chad Rubin. He builds e-commerce businesses plain and simple. Now look, fresh out of college and Wall Street, he took his family vacuum business online and built his own direct-to-consumer e-commerce business called Crucial Vacuum. He grew it from zero to $20 million, a $20 million valuation in seven years. He happens to be a top 250 Amazon seller. He co-founded Scubana with DJ Kunabak and built one of e-commerce hottest operational softwares. Scubana is the only software that you'll ever need to manage and accelerate the growth of your e-commerce business. It's beautiful, intelligent, and highly intuitive and incorporates every feature imaginable really to drive your future success, especially in e-commerce. Chad, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So real quick, I'm curious about this. Back in the day when you took the the vacuum company from zero to $20 million valuation, how do you get to a $20 million valuation? How are businesses valued back then? Well, it's actually currently, it's based on EBITDA, earnings before interest depreciation. And what, well, I mean, is it an annual? Is it forward looking, you know, past looking? It's applied, it's, it's applied based on a multiple. And right now what's happening is direct to consumer companies are actually valued at a premium right now. So a lot of the consumer uh, CPG companies currently look at the valuation of Dollar Shave Club or Honest Company, uh, Warby Parker, et cetera. So there's an inflated valuation that's happening right now for D2C companies because they've actually figured out how to tap into the millennial generation. And what is that EBITDA mar- uh, multiple you typically see? Uh, it's somewhere between five to seven, roughly. Annual? Uh, yeah, yeah, annual. And so five to seven is typically what you're seeing for those that are, say, just Amazon sellers, for example that are not diversified are getting a lot lower multiple. Uh, and then of course, you know, you look at someone like jet.com who uh, has a, a massive valuation. That's not really based on, on, on reality. Oh God, don't even, me, don't even get me started on that. I, I've never <laughs> seen something lose money so fast and then get, get, get the exit they got. I think that was a huge mistake by Walmart personally. Got it. Well, uh, c- congrats to Mark, to Mark Lore for selling it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think w- what honestly that was, was more of, Walmart flexing its muscles to the market and it's a good PR thing and it says we're innovative and new, but hey, we'll see what happens. I could look, I love it if he proves me totally wrong. I have I have a strong opinion on that. I don't know if you want to get into that. Tell me. Well, I think the biggest issue with Walmart and Jet is churn, right? Repeat customers. And so buying Jet doesn't help the issue of churn because most of those buyers on Jet are just looking for a deal and are one time buyers. Like Groupon. So it's it, 
adding that to their portfolio doesn't really solve their issue Interesting. at all. So you mentioned kind of these kinds of businesses. You use the word D to C, direct to consumer. Uh, we're seeing anywhere between four and seven X EBITDA multiples on annual revenue. So if you were valuing this crucial vacuum business at twenty million, it's fair to say what you guys are doing three or four million in EBITDA uh, kind of margin yep. per year. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What take us from that to to Scubana? So I'm a, I, for me, I was doing about sixty thousand orders a month across maybe seventeen marketplaces. And I found a problem that nobody was scratching, right? An itch that nobody was scratching, which is nobody built a robust all-in-one system for this new way of selling, which was e-commerce. Most of them are built on legacy old school infrastructures. So I, I made a lot of mistakes. I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of hair and decided to start building it. And I partnered with an enterprise developer to help me build this all-in-one ERP system, operationally automating people's e-commerce operations. So I went from 20 employees to two employees. That's great. So, uh, sorry, 20 was in the vacuum business and two was in Scubana? No, no, 20 in vacuum, right? And I'm using, I'm eating my own dog food. So I had 20 warehouse employees with another five or six uh, office employees. I'm down to two employees in the vacuum business. Ironically, (laughs) I'm actually about 15 employees at Scubana right now. God, I see what you're saying. You're, what you're saying is you're eating your own dog food and it saves you about 18, you know, 18 employees and hard cost kind of headcount per month. Exactly. I automate low value activities and most of the high value stuff I, I purpose for my most valuable assets employees here in the United States. Got it. Okay. How does Scubana make money? We are a subscription software. Okay, so, so it's SaaS. Yeah, it's SaaS business all in the cloud. So I'm not sure if you've heard of like there's all in... in, in e-commerce, you have to use all these point solutions to run your business. You need a shipping software, then you need an inventory software, then you need a vendor management software. And so we combine all those in one unified place that gives you intelligence and automates everything. So how many customers are you currently serving? Uh, we're triple digits right now. So we've been at it for about a year and a half. I think we're in like the top 1% of, of startup land. Uh, but you know, we're very, well, on, very, let's be specific there. So what does that mean? So you're, you have 300 paying customers. Well, what do you mean hundreds? So we're not a thousand, we're not a thousand, but we're certainly not a hundred. So we're somewhere in the middle. We don't typically publicly reveal it, but you're, you're right around where, where our sweet spot okay, is. So, so around, around 300. And, and by the way, I'm looking at some, you know, could epoxy and those guys, you know, coming up from Brazil and doing what they're doing, Davis, uh, great friends. So if they're using you, I know you're onto something. Um, we love, we love code epoxy. Yeah. They, I mean, and they, I think they're doing, they raised a bunch of money. They're doing probably a lot of volume through you guys. I bet. Yes. Um, talk to us about pricing. How, how do you charge these customers? Like, what, what, is it a value-based metric feature-based? How do you pay? So, uh, we are used, well, that's the thing. So it's based. So it used to be usage based when we first started out. So when we used to, when we first started out, we were nine dollars a month, and then the greater of the usage, so order transactions coming through our platform. Uh-huh. Then we bumped up our min to two fifty, then to five hundred. Now our min is nine ninety nine to even get in the door because it's really an enterprise software. So a thousand bucks now, a month is minimum. Yeah. So now we we customize pricing based on users, based on because we're moving a lot more upstream. And there's a lot more complexities when you're moving upstream. So we just, we have conversations. How many marketplaces are you on? How many SKUs do you have? Uh, how many users do you need? And we customize a fixed price as both fair for both our customer and for our software. It's great to understand kind of the levers you're pulling to either have higher or lower ARPUs. But for the sake of moving forward, kind of with the chats around economics, just give us a weighted average. A weighted average across your entire customer base. What are they paying per month? Uh, right now, our ARPU is above $1,000. Okay, above $1,000. Uh, I mean... Uh, so so I, it's a good indicator, right? We're, we're, we're just above $1,000 in terms of ARPU. That's super good for a year and a half startup with the amount of customers that we have. 
Sure. Yeah. So is in order to get MRR, is the math as simple as taking a thousand dollar ARPU times 300 customers and assume you're doing about 300 grand in MRR? Yeah. And that's a good assumption. Okay. Yeah. Very healthy uh, for, for a startup. Talk to us about funding. Are you bootstrapped or have you raised? So we did a we did a seed round early on. My friends, family, um, I sent an email to about ten people I wanted to involve in the startup that were involved in, directly involved in e-commerce. Uh-huh. Uh, sure enough, one responded. But all you need is one. That's how it works. So, so Brian Lee from Lidl Zoom, Honest Company, Shoe Dazzle came in as our only institutional investor, and then we had a, a, a guy by the name of James Thompson who's in, who really was at the the early stages of Amazon came in as our biggest investor. And how much total did you raise? In our first seed round, it was 880,000. Uh, and then I put in my own million dollars. Okay. So you raised about 1.8 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that these were friends uh, or, 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 I mean, how do you, what do you mean uh, for a friend's family, your friend's family just happened to be early at Amazon and these other places? No, no. James Thompson happened to be early at Amazon. Uh, and he used to be my account manager. And then he started running the whole fulfillment by Amazon. Uh, marketplace side of the business, uh, Amazon services. And then he left and started his own business. He started the Prosper show, which is the, the biggest Amazon selling conference. So I wanted to get him involved and he wanted to get involved in terms of friends and family. It was literally people who have just seen my successes at crucial and were like, Hey, I want to be part of what's next. But who was the, you said one responded. And then you said the guy from legal, oh, Brian he's a family friend. He's not a family friend. He was just a random person. I reached out to 10 people and I wrote him a really nice letter. And he wrote back saying, Hey, definitely interested. Tell Wait, me Scott, more. Sorry. I, I want to make sure I get this right. You said that you had, cause, cause people are always looking to where they find their first investors. You said you had a, you messaged 10 people who were friends, who, who were family members of a friend you had. Did I hear no, that I, right? No, I misspoke. I, I messaged oh, okay. 10 people that are heavily involved in e-commerce that I, I look up to, right? People that I look up to that I really respect to see and get them involved Got in it. this business. Makes good sense. Sorry, I, mi- I either misheard you there or you misspoke. Uh, either way, let's, uh, let's, let's bump forward. So you founded this, you said, in last year, right? 2015? No, we went live last year. Uh, we started building about three and a half years ago. Holy mackerel. Okay, so here's the interesting question. How much money did you pour into developer salaries, design everything before you had your first dollar in revenue? That's a really good question. Uh, well, we raised 880 before we even had a, when we had just a small prototype. So I would, let's, let's just go with the $880,000 mark. But did you spend all that before you had your first dollar in revenue, you think? No, no. We spent probably 500000 of it, okay. 400000 yeah, that, that's a question I always get, which is why I ask it, right? People go, well, Nathan, do I need money to make money? And some people pre-sell something before they do one line of code. Some people do what you did, and they're coding for two, three years before they have their first dollar revenue. Yeah, I just think this is a, a very complex problem that we're solving. It's not like a one-trick pony. It doesn't just post. This literally runs your entire business in one place. Yeah, And so, so it, it requires a lot of customer support and enterprise developers to support it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you said 2015 was obviously kind of first uh, kind of year live. Uh, what was your first year revenue? It's always embarrassing, but I'm thinking you might be a little ahead of the curve. 2015, I think we ended, our MRR was roughly maybe 50,000, 40,000 okay. at the end, by the end of the year. So what did you do? Somewhere around 350K kind of in total revenue or 400, something like that? Something like that. Like the thing is we, we were, when we launched our, what I call a massive viable product, our MVP, uh-huh. Uh, we, we were very early. We, we brought on a lot of beta like customers who were very small and we've been moving more and more as we've been adding more functionality and features. We've been, we've grown out of those small, 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 small customers. Yeah. So you can see that our ARPU has tremendously risen 
right? Over the, over time, like we've probably 3.5 times our ARPU since 2000, since like at the end of 2015. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm just, I mean, this is, I want to understand this more, Chad, because you basically went from 50 can MRR, you know, less than nine months ago to six Xing that, which is, I mean, that's crazy. Have you taken, have you forced people that signed up early on lower ARPUs to pay the new ARPUs or have you grandfathered them in? So that's a great question. So what we did was, so we learned initially when I started Subana, I had this idea, this notion that I wanted this enterprise software to be available to everybody. We quickly realized that those $99 customers were consuming a hundred percent of our time, totally. of our company's time. So over time we actually did raise the price and a lot of those customers churned off. So, and, but they had nothing to lose. So Stubana is not a, is not, a, is, we're not a lifeboat. We're, we're a speedboat. We help you take your business to the next level and escalate it, right? We don't help you just start a business. So we're not an entry level software. And a lot of those companies had nothing to lose by churning off, which leads me to the next thing is that our churn is amazing because our, the customers that are on our platform, they built their businesses around Stubana. What is right? your churn? What's your, what's your gross monthly customer churn? It's zero. Okay, so we've uh, lost one customer that's been paying uh, over a thousand dollars a month in the in, in the history of our company. Okay, and then let's go back to my original question: When you increase ARPU, does everyone see a pop up that says, "Hey, either leave our platform or update your credit card to pay the new ARPU price"? I individually call customers to 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 talk about pricing. Okay, but those those smaller customers, yes, they did get an email saying, "Hey, by the way, your your price is going up." You know, we've added a lot of features, we've added a lot of functionality, and we need to support that. But, but Chad, what I'm getting to here is I want to understand if your growth is coming from, you took your current customer base, you told, you basically strategically priced some of your customers out of the market so they would churn, which you wanted. Mm-hmm. Some of them, though, you called and they paid more. Is that true? Or did some of this, did most of this growth come from you guys going and going and finding brand new customers at the higher ARPUs? It's a mix. We're not finding new customers. They're finding us because they're so unhappy with their current infrastructure. So we're not even spending a dollar. So the, the answer to your question is I, most of that are most of our ARPU growth and our MRR growth is coming from net new customers. Okay. So if that's the case and you've had amazing growth, walk us through how you're finding these folks. You say they naturally find you. That doesn't help my audience. So how are they finding you? Why are they yeah, finding you're you? Right. So I think we're blessed. So here's the thing is that a people are unhappy with so a lot of these companies that raise a lot of money and they're built on inferior technologies they realize they can't run their business on those technologies. So they need to look elsewhere. So they're looking for a solution. Number one, two is I'm also extremely outspoken, right? So I speak at every major conference. Uh, I wrote a book and What's I have a YouTube. Called? It's called cheaper, easier, direct. Okay. How many it's copies, how, how many copies it. have you sold? Uh, that's a good question. I, I actually uh, hit number seven bestseller in business and money for a bit. Uh-huh. So I, I probably sold uh, maybe a couple thousand okay. so far. Cool. And most of those I'm people probably turned into money, customers. But I, it, was also, it was nice to be number seven. I was on NPR and I hit number seven. I even passed someone who I really respect, which is Gary Vee for a bit. So uh-huh. I took a screenshot right away and I was like, awesome. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing these. And I'm also doing a lot of like webinars, blogs, all those things I think add up. How are you filling the webinars? How are you getting that traffic? So we, first of all, we have a subscription list uh, that we maintain. Uh, people are reading our blog because we're providing value. You know, I've read enough of Neil Patel's blogs and have listened enough to Gary Vee to be like, hey, we're just going to keep on adding value and people are going to find us, right? They're going to, they're going to weed through all the clutter and the noise and eventually find us. So how many folks are on your list currently? I think we're, 
maybe somewhere in the seven to ten thousand dollars, seven to ten thousand range. And so when you email them about a new webinar coming up next week, how many of them typically show up? So the last webinar I did, I think I had 570 people apply and I think we had like 40% or 35% show up. Well, you had 570 people actually register on a list that's only 7,000 people. That's a that's hugely curated list. Well, uh, the other thing is we actually combined with a partner. So okay. that's the other thing. We have an app store at Scubana and these people are integrating into our app store because we have an open API. And so that's a beautiful thing too, because now instead of selling bananas one by one, we're selling in bunches. We're pairing ourselves together with other companies to sell our software and to sell their software. So tell so us what that sale, tell us what that sales pitch looks like to the, to the partner. What incentivizes them to email their list to fill up your webinar? Are you giving them an affiliate cut or what? No, because they get a, if, if they get, they get a sale, they could get sales from the webinar too. So essentially what I would do is I would go on, maybe give a whole lecture on like this book that I wrote and taught and provide value, right? That's my number one thing is to make sure people are like, holy moly, this is an awesome webinar. I learned a ton. And it's at that point at the end, we'll say, Hey, by the way, we're having a special here for this offer. And by the way, here's our software. It's Ubon, and here's a deal that you can't refuse. Okay. And about how many people, so 500 ish people sign up. 35% of those, so call it 200, show up. How many of them buy Scubana by the end on average? So we're lucky if we get maybe two or three people. Again, for us, it's that's not three the grand in MRR. That is, you're right. It's great. You're right. But, but I think that's, that's why I'm trying to clarify that most people are like, oh, how many customers did you land? It's not about customer count. It's not about the quantity of customers. It's about the quality of the customers. Yeah. I mean, and so that's what I care most about. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. It's great. So like, I'm looking at your app store right now. You have world first barcoders, Excello, QuickBooks. I mean, have you done a webinar with QuickBooks? So QuickBooks is through Webgility and Webgility is a software platform that connects Ubana to QuickBooks. Uh, and so we're working on it. Actually, it's funny. I have a webinar call with them later today. Who, who name three people you've done webinars with that, that you think were the most successful in terms of total people that showed up and just general good vibes on the call? Yeah, so I, first of all, I've only done one like real partnership webinar, which was with Excelco, which is a CRM software for e-commerce sellers. Mm -hmm. And that was the most successful. Uh, December 1st, I have Deathwish Coffee, which is one of our sort of landmark customers. They're one of the biggest Shopify customers on the platform. And so we're doing a webinar December 1st. And so I have like a, you know, a whole mixture of webinars coming up. Okay. So that's extremely, extremely great. Yeah. That, that's not your big driver. Then if you've only done one, you've gone from 50 K in MRR to 300 grand in MRR, right? I mean, like you're doing something here very intentionally and it's working. You're saying you can't, you've said quote, we're blessed again. There's gotta be, there's a strategy you're using. So blog content is great. I, I looked you guys up on Ahrefs. Uh, you're, you know, you're ranked 112, 112,000 in terms of total websites kind of online right now in terms of traffic you're getting. And how's that? How is that? Is that good? It's Bad good. I think it's good. It's good. All right. So, so when I then look at kind of your backlinks you're getting, right? So featured on Y Combinator, featured on Hack the, uh, uh, Hack the Entrepreneur, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Wire Cutter. Do you spend a lot of time guest blogging? I do. That's a, a large part of my strategy is not only guest blogging with people that are developing into our app store, but you know, doing podcasts, doing blogging with others, collaborate, like just providing value. We were on Bloomberg. I was on NPR. So right. all of that helps. Totally. Okay. Awesome. That, that's helpful, Chad. Let me just walk through kind of a few other things real quick. So churn is low. What are you willing to spend to acquire a new customer? Right now we're spending zero, but also it's because we actually are not, we're, we're being very disciplined with the capital that we have. Sorry. Let me so, ask you that differently. Not, yeah. I don't mean just paid marketing. So you're fully weighted CAC that includes salaries of people creating content, all, you know, any inside sales people, all that kind of stuff. 
Okay. So I don't. So the question is, how much are we willing to spend to to, to get a customer? Correct. Yeah. Assuming that, let's just assume that people are spending on our, spending eighteen. Let's just say eighteen months on our platform, even uh-huh. though we we're not seeing a ton of churn. So typically, you can take eighteen months times our our uh, poop, right? And that can give you an an, uh, an idea. But right now we're spending zero outside of our overhead costs. Well, right? that doesn't, that what, the, the math you just gave us gives you your lifetime value, which is about 18 grand. If you assume 18 months of lifetime out of a grand ARPU. Uh, but mm-hmm. the question, the, the real question I'm asking is, if, if that's what you're presuming your LTV is, which it's, it might be greater because your turn's so low. What are you willing 12 to, months, it's fine. Yeah. What are you willing to spend to acquire an $18,000 lifetime value customer? So we haven't actually, we haven't figured, we haven't been spending anything right now. So, uh, you know, I think, for a while, we were spending some some money, uh, a good a good chunk of money, uh, and but now we've we're now spending zero. So what are we willing to spend? I mean, anything below eighteen is a win, right? Chad, what do you mean though when you say you're spending that? What what I think you mean to say is you're not spending anything on paid acquisition. You're not running Google AdWords or Facebook ads, right? You, yeah, but you have people absolutely. creating content and you pay them salaries, correct? Uh, first of all, I'm paying the most in terms of uh, I'm actually doing the most in terms of content right now. Okay. And most of those people that are doing blogs are actually freelancers, and we're not spending a lot of money on that at all. Okay. So what, let's just what say you... it's like two thousand dollars a month. Let's just okay, got it. So it's it's, mar- it's marginal, right? Okay. Marginal. Good. Okay. And what's uh, total team size? You said earlier, but I, I didn't remember what was it again. The biggest cost come from our development team. Uh, we have seven developers. Uh, we have two account managers, one person in sales, one person in operations, and myself. I think we're very Twelve. very skinny. Very bare bones. A couple of freelancers that we're using that are outsourced. I'm big into outsourcing, especially core competencies. And we're looking to hire two more account managers right now. So what so. are your total headcount expenses per month? Just add it all together. Uh, total headcount expenses, uh, total overhead costs are say, let's just say 100, 120,000. That's not bad. Um, and that includes like office space, people, healthcare plans, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Um, let me see here. And again, you're moving up enterprise, which is good. Are you guys all, where are you guys based? Developers are in New York city. Our uh, team is in New Jersey. Okay. New York city, New Jersey. Yeah, very good. Team. Very good. And what are you, so uh, what's kind of the plan? Are you looking to raise capital right now? By the way, you have healthy economics. We are. We're well looking for the right investors. Sure. I think that we're a very unsexy business. And uh, in the early stages, I would say most VCs actually passed on this business. Yeah. What is the, uh, I mean, obviously you want to get the right partners. How much would you like to raise? You, have, you don't need the money, but how much would you like to raise? Um, I'd like to have about, I'd like to raise about a million dollars, which is uh, not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Yep. Um, and but, what, but again, finding those VCs it was, has been tremendously hard because this is an operational business and it's not, I don't know if, if, if our economics align with the VCs economics. I mean, I think what would make it even tougher uh, besides that is you're doing about 3.6 million right now in, in MRR. Uh, and if you're growing 100, I'm sorry, in ARR, uh, if you're doing about 300 grand per month in MRR. Uh, and if you're growing 100% year over year, I mean, you could you could probably argue for a valuation somewhere between 4 and 6x your ARR, right? Which puts you somewhere, I don't know, you know, 15 to 25 million, something like that. So raising 1 million on a, on a, on a, <laughs> on a, 15 million pre-money that's not going to interest any investor because the equity amount they get for that is like nothing so you mm-hmm. i mean you'll probably go to like an angel or something right yeah i think or we just we just uh, continue to to, to grow keep doing your thing yeah exactly. totally it's the best place to be chad where's the best place for folks to follow you online if they want to follow you as you uh, kind of keep building this business uh they can find our uh, our youtube channel scubana tv they can find me uh on twitter ecom renegade 
or they can email me at chat at skubana.com if they want to chat more. I'm looking to find other SaaS founders who are looking to collaborate and uh, see what's working for them and what's working for us. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings that would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly. I schedule and you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that I can be very efficient. It's so critical. And I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals. And Gavin, the CEO, has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule you get 45 days free okay it's the best it's free go to nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up and i'll see you there that's great top tribe will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 515 again forward slash the top 515 all right chad last five questions here these are quick one word answers first one what's your favorite business book uh virtual freedom number that's yep, ducker right ducker. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Gary Vaynerchuk. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? I do like Acuity. Uh, Trello. Trello is solid. Uh, why, why do you, how do you use Acuity? I, I, actually, I actually know the founder and I know a lot of people that use it, but I don't actually use it myself. Got it. Got it. Yeah. NathanLatka.com forward slash acuity. You guys can see Gavin worked out a special for you guys if you want to use that for free. So check that out. Number four, yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every no. night? And what's your situation? Married, single, Married, kids? No kids. No kids. And how old 31. are you? 31. All right. Last question, Chad. Take us back 11 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? 20 year old self, uh, probably to, to follow, uh, well, actually, I don't know. I, I think that I made the right moves at the right time. Um, I got very lucky, but I also worked very hard. So 20 year old self, uh, probably go more after my passion and perhaps even change my major in college. Cause my major in college was, it was finance. And, uh, I think I probably could have found something more helpful for me that I was more into. There you go. Top Tribe, find something. Make sure you're into it, especially when you're in college. Otherwise, switch quickly from Chad Rubin. He's founded Scubana.com. They raised $1.8 million, a million internally, 880 outside. They're serving over 300 customers, paying around 1000 bucks per month. So doing about 300 grand in MRR, less than or close to 0% customer turn, probably net negative, actually, because of all the upselling they're doing. They did 300 grand or about 50. They grew about 50K in MRR by the end of December 2015. Continued to grow very, very fast fast with their team of 18 or sorry team of 12 based between new york city and jersey chad thank you for taking us to the top thank you so much 
If you enjoyed Chad today, go back and listen to Alexander yesterday. They've raised $120 million by helping consumers, over a million of them, get over $100 million in credit lines. These consumers had no other choice because they have bad credit. So Credit Tech, his company, is doing something very special. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.